Chapters 1 and 2 of Book 6 of History of Animals by Aristotle. Translated by Darcy Wentworth Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 1. So much for the generative processes in snakes and insects, and also in oviparous quadrupeds. Birds, without exception, lay eggs. But the pairing season and the times of parturition are not alike for all. Some birds couple and lay at almost any time in the year, as, for instance, the barn-door hen and the pigeon. The former of these coupling and laying during the entire year, with the exception of the month before and the month after the winter solstice. Some hens, even in the high breeds, lay a large quantity of eggs before brooding, amounting to as many as sixty, and, by the way, the higher breeds are less prolific than the inferior ones. The Adrian hens are small-sized, but they lay every day. They are cross-tempered, and often kill their chickens. They are of all colors. Some domesticated hens lay twice a day. Indeed, instances have been known where hens, after exhibiting extreme fecundity, have died suddenly. Hens, then, lay eggs, as has been stated at all times indiscriminately. The pigeon, the ring-dove, the turtle-dove, and the stock-dove lay twice a year, and the pigeon actually lays ten times a year. The great majority of birds lay during the springtime. Some birds are prolific, and prolific in either of two ways, either by laying often, as the pigeon, or by laying many eggs at a sitting, as the barn-door hen. All birds of prey, or birds with crooked talons, are unprolific, except the kestrel. This bird is the most prolific of birds of prey. As many as four eggs have been observed in the nest, and occasionally it lays even more. Birds, in general, lay their eggs in nests, but such as are disqualified for flight, as the partridge and the quail, do not lay them in nests, but on the ground, and cover them over with loose material. The same is the case with the lark and the tetrix. These birds hatch in sheltered places, but the bird called merops in Boeotia alone of all birds burrows into holes in the ground and hatches there. Thrushes, like swallows, build nests of clay on high trees, and build them in rows all close together, so that from their continuity the structure resembles a necklace of nests. Of all birds that hatch for themselves, the hoopoe is the only one that builds no nest whatever. It gets into the hollow of the trunk of a tree, and lays its eggs there without making any sort of nest. The circus builds either under a dwelling roof or on cliffs. The tetrix, called urex in Athens, builds neither on the ground nor on trees, but on low-lying shrubs. Chapter 2 The egg, in the case of all birds alike, is hard-shelled. If it be the produce of copulation, 
and be laid by a healthy hen, for some hens lay soft eggs. The interior of the egg is of two colors, and the white part is outside, and the yellow part within. The eggs of birds that frequent rivers and marshes differ from those of birds that live on dry land, that is to say, the eggs of water birds have comparatively more of the yellow or yolk, and less of the white. Eggs vary in color according to their kind. Some eggs are white, as those of the pigeon and of the partridge. Others are yellowish, as the eggs of marsh birds. In some cases the eggs are mottled, as the eggs of the guinea fowl and the pheasant, while the eggs of the kestrel are red, like vermilion. Eggs are not symmetrically shaped at both ends. In other words, one end is comparatively sharp, and the other end is comparatively blunt. And it is the latter end that protrudes first at the time of laying. Long and pointed eggs are female. Those that are round or more rounded at the narrow end are male. Eggs are hatched by the incubation of the mother bird. In some cases, as in Egypt, they are hatched spontaneously in the ground by being buried in dung heaps. A story is told of a toper in Syracuse, how he used to put eggs into the ground under his rush mat and to keep on drinking until he hatched them. Instances have occurred of eggs being deposited in warm vessels and getting hatched spontaneously. The sperm of birds, as of animals, in general is white. After the female has submitted to the male, she draws up the sperm to underneath her midriff. At first it is little in size and white in color. By and by it is red, the color of blood. As it grows, it becomes pale and yellow all over. When at length it is getting ripe for hatching, it is subject to differentiation of substance and the yolk gathers together within, and the white settles round it on the outside. When the full time is come, the egg detaches itself and protrudes, changing from soft to hard, with such temporal exactitude that, whereas it is not hard during the process of protrusion, it hardens immediately after the process is completed. That is, if there be no concomitant pathological circumstances. Cases have occurred where substances resembling the egg at a critical point of its growth, that is, when it is yellow all over, as the yolk is subsequently, have been found in the cock when cut open, underneath his midriff, just where the hen has her eggs, and these are entirely yellow in appearance and of the same size as ordinary eggs. Such phenomena are regarded as a natural and portentous. Such as affirm that wind eggs are the residua of eggs previously begotten from copulation are mistaken in this assertion, for we have cases well authenticated where chickens of the common hen and goose have laid wind eggs without ever having been subjected to copulation. Wind eggs are smaller, less palatable, and more liquid than true eggs and are produced in greater numbers. When they are put under the mother bird, the liquid contents never coagulate, but both the yellow and the white remain as they were. 
wind eggs are laid by a number of birds as for instance by the common hen the hen partridge the hen pigeon the peahen the goose and the vulpanzer eggs are hatched under brooding hens more rapidly in summer than in winter that is to say hens hatch in eighteen days in summer but occasionally in winter take as many as twenty-five and by the way for brooding purposes some birds make better mothers than others if it thunders while a hen bird is brooding the eggs get addled wind eggs that are called by some conosora and uria are produced chiefly in summer wind eggs are called by some zephyr eggs because at springtime hen birds are observed to inhale the breezes they do the same if they be stroked in a peculiar way by hand wind eggs can turn into fertile eggs and eggs due to previous copulation can change breed if before the change of the yellow to the white the hen that contains wind eggs or eggs begotten of copulation be trodden by another cock bird under these circumstances the wind eggs turn into fertile eggs and the previously impregnated eggs follow the breed of the impregnator but if the latter impregnation takes place during the change of the yellow to the white then no change in the egg takes place the wind egg does not become a true egg and the true egg does not take on the breed of the latter impregnator if when the egg substance is small copulation be intermitted the previously existing egg substance exhibits no increase but if the hen be again submitted to the male the increase in size proceeds with rapidity the yolk and the white are diverse not only in color but also in properties thus the yolk congeals under the influence of cold whereas the white instead of congealing is inclined rather to liquefy again the white stiffens under the influence of fire whereas the yolk does not stiffen but unless it be burnt through and through it remains soft and in point of fact is inclined to set or to harden more from the boiling than from the roasting of the egg the yolk and the white are separated by a membrane from one another the so-called hailstones or treadles that are found at the extremity of the yellow in no way contribute towards generation as some erroneously suppose they are two in number one below and the other above if you take out of the shells a number of yolks and a number of whites and pour them into a saucepan and boil them slowly over a low fire the yolks will gather into the centre and the whites will set all round them young hens are the first to lay and they do so at the beginning of spring and lay more eggs than the older hens but the eggs of the younger hens are comparatively small as a general rule if hens get no brooding they pine and sicken after copulation hens shiver and shake themselves and often kick rubbish about all round them and this by the way they do sometimes after laying whereas pigeons trail their rumps on the ground and geese dive under the water conception of the true egg and confirmation of the wind egg take place rapidly with most birds as for instance with the hen partridge when in heat 
the fact is that when she stands to windward and within scent of the male she conceives and becomes useless for decoy purposes for by the way the partridge appears to have a very acute sense of smell the generation of the egg after copulation and the generation of the chick from the subsequent hatching of the egg are not brought about within equal periods for all birds but differ as to time according to the size of the parent birds the egg of the common hen after copulation sets and matures in ten days as a general rule the egg of the pigeon in a somewhat lesser period pigeons have the faculty of holding back the egg at the very moment of parturition if a hen pigeon be put about by any one for instance if it be disturbed on its nest or have a feather plucked out or sustain any other annoyance or disturbance then even though she had made up her mind to lay she can keep the egg back in abeyance a singular phenomenon is observed in pigeons with regard to pairing that is they kiss one another just when the male is on the point of mounting the female and without this preliminary the male would decline to perform his function with the older males the preliminary kiss is only given to begin with and subsequently he mounts without previously kissing with younger males the preliminary is never omitted another singularity in these birds is that the hens tread one another when a cock is not forthcoming after kissing one another just as takes place in the normal pairing though they do not impregnate one another they lay more eggs under these than under ordinary circumstances no chicks however result therefrom but all such eggs are wind eggs End of chapter two